0: This is nursing uncensored. Your host Adrienne Benning invites you to listen in on real conversations about all things in the nursing world. This podcast is intended for nurses, nursing students and allied health professionals, but non medical folk will probably get a kick out of us too. If you like what you hear, subscribe and share. What's up guys, Adrienne here, and I'm really excited this week because I have a special episode for you. It's almost time to start school. Many of you are going to start nursing school. Some of you are still working on prereqs. Some of you are working on advanced degrees. I am about to start my last semester of my BSN. actually an RN to BSN program and I'll be done with that in December of 18. So I'm looking forward to graduating, taking a little time off, but in the meantime there's business to take care of. So I'm kind of an app freak. Anybody that knows me knows that I bought a huge iPhone. Well I shouldn't say huge. It's actually it's not one of the huge screens that everybody's got now. I have a lot of memory. I guess is what I mean. We're going to go over 20 apps that I can't live without, and these are general school apps. No nursing-specific apps here. You'll have to come back for another episode to hear those. Uh, Some of these are iTunes only. Some of them are Android, but to keep it all straight, because this is a lot of information, I'm actually going to put up my spreadsheet, yes... I made a spreadsheet, just to keep all my thoughts straight. It's really informal, there's probably a lot of typos, but maybe I'll clean it up and post it on the blog, nursinguncensored.com slash blog. Alright, so let's just start with the top row and work our way down. First of all, I bow at the altar of Google. So most of these apps are Google apps, but all of them are great for different reasons. If you have questions or if I go too fast, like I said, just just go to the website. So the first one is Chrome Remote Desktop. This is a free app. I have it hooked up. I downloaded the companion app to my laptop so that from my phone I can actually get onto my desktop. This is genius. I love this. I only recently figured out I could do this so I haven't used it much but I think this is going to be great. I can edit although it might be cumbersome on this tiny little screen but I basically can get to my entire laptop while it's sitting at home. This one's pretty genius. I think everybody should have this one. The next app is just the straight Google app. I also have a Chrome app. I probably use that a little bit more. All right, so this one's good. Not much else to say about that. The next one that I have, well, actually there's a cluster of apps. I'm not gonna get into them in detail, but again, Google, I have Drive, uh, which I use for like file sharing and storage on the cloud. I'm not sure how much storage I have. Let's see here. I have a lot of stuff on here. I've had this account for a long time. I like that I can also set up, I can sync multiple computers to it, set notifications, again, switch between Google accounts. I can get into Google Docs, Google Spreadsheets, Google Presentations, Photos. Then probably my, is this my favorite app? Yeah, this might be my favorite app of all the apps on my phone, and that is Google Keep. Google Keep, I basically use for everything under the sun, and I still haven't even cut into my online storage. So that's pretty awesome. I think, I don't know if I've earned some or if I have multiple accounts, but last time I looked, I had like 15 gigs of storage and I was using like 0.03% of it. So anyway, Google Keep is this great app. I basically have like a digital post-it note system. You can make little notes, reminders, and literally on your screen, they look like little post-it notes. So like I can sort by, say I wanna look at stuff for my RN to BSN, which I don't really have much under there because it's still summer break. So let's go to one that has some more notes under it. Okay, so under my unit at work, I have a lot of policies saved. Flow sheets, different just little cheat sheets, and I can color code these. I can tag them. I can make it so that I can just see just those tags on my screen. I have tabs for ACLS, the podcast, RNBSN, work stuff, shopping lists, vlog topics. I mean, I, I have like a million little things, and I'm I've been using it more and more in my life all the time, so I really love this. You can save a note, you can make a checklist, and then actually check things off the list. You can save photos, documents, files. Really, I love this app so much. I use it to organize everything, and again, I can get to it from all of my devices. Okay, and then I have Google Calendar, which I like being able to access my calendar on my phone, on my tablet, on my laptop. It all stays updated. I have other apps, my scheduling app for work, which I'll talk about in my nursing apps uh, podcast. I can see my week at a glance. I can kind of calendar block so I can see exactly what times I have to do what tasks. So yeah, Google uh, Google Calendar is great. All right, next one is iTunes U. This is basically iTunes University. You can search for things. You can browse by university. But this is great. Okay, so I am in here, and I'm going to search by college, and I'm going to look. God, there are so many colleges on here. And I can see all of the uh, educational content that they offer. Like, let's look at Georgetown. So yeah, there's stuff on social science, religion and spirituality. I'm seeing some psychology. You can search by university or you can go to the search bar. I typed in nursing and actually I got a lot of, an overwhelming amount of information. That's one of the few cons of this app is that it's like, whew, where do I begin? But if I type in nursing, I'm now seeing episodes on burns, cardiac rhythm disturbances, IV lab, um, management of gastrointestinal disorders. And like these are from like LaSalle University. There's a bunch of different podcasts and collections uh, from all different sources. So there are courses that you can enroll for. Um, I've never tried to enroll in one of these. Some of these are dated from like 2012, 2016, 14, 17. It looks like you you can just subscribe to these and there's like lots of lectures. That could potentially be helpful if maybe you have an instructor or a TA that maybe their lecture style doesn't really help you or for whatever reason you're having difficulty. Then you can go here, look for that topic and have a totally different lecture and maybe a different experience with that material. That's great for checking out. So next one is Zoom cloud meetings. It's interesting because I Not only have I used this app for school, but I now use it to record interviews on the podcast. It's proven to be the best way for me to do video and audio conferencing reliably and without making my guest or other participants download software and create an account. They don't have to do any of that. I first used Zoom for one of my online RN to BSN classes, and we were all able to be in the same classroom. You know, everybody can turn their mic on and off and their camera on and off, and we can all have a discussion. So I think that you have to have the paid version if you want to have like a large group, but I don't know how much it costs. I should have done that research, but um, let's see. Do I have that in my spreadsheet here? Yeah, it looks like I just wrote premium for larger participants. I'll try to maybe flesh this data out a little bit for the spreadsheet on the website. Basically, yeah, you can schedule a meeting, you can host a meeting. Um, and people can just come in and, you know, you can do it either all audio or audio with video I'm signed in through my Gmail account. So, um, I think this app is pretty great and I am able to record and it'll download both the audio and the video files directly to my folder of my choice. So that is really nice. And then you know everybody's probably familiar with Dropbox. Um, this is just a file sharing application. It's basically just my online my cloud storage. I've been using it for years so I used to use it to share photos back when I did a lot of photography. With all the referrals and people that downloaded it because of me I have a lot of storage. have been really lucky that I don't have to pay for it. You get a certain amount of storage then beyond that you have to pay for it just like any other cloud service. Except Google, I feel like Google offers the most cloud storage so like really utilizing Google Drive. Also, you know, the other benefit of using some of these Google document applications online like Google Docs, Google Drive, Google Sheets is that like if you and I are both working on the same project, we can share changes in these applications and it auto saves. Cam Scanner. This is in the running with Google Keep for one of my most used apps. Cam Scanner is great because not only is it just like a really high quality scanning app so that you can scan photos, documents, whatever, um, and you can save them. You can either save them as JPEGs, you can save them as PDFs. I saved a really good chart on blood tube draw order, And, you know, I can take this document that I scanned and I can either upload it to, well, there's lots of services, Evernote, Dropbox, Google Drive, OneNote, like there's a series of places I can upload it. I can save it to an album, I can email it to myself, I can fax it for a fee. Which is actually pretty great. I've used that service before. You don't have to print anything. You don't have to mess with the fax machine. Did it send? Did it not send? You just send it through the service, and I think it's like a buck a page. You can, um, you know, edit each page. You can mark it up. You can label it, tag it, share it, store it in the app. So yeah, CamScanner, I recommend. I've used it to, you know, print out a piece of paper, sign it, take a picture of it, upload it to CamScanner. I can either fax it, email it, whatever. So um, that's great. But there is an app that is quickly gaining popularity in my eyes as a replacement for some features of CamScanner, and that is Adobe and Sign. Fill and sign. Um, I have a ton of Adobe like photo and video applications on my phone, but this one is really helpful for school because you can fill out your information in the app and then it'll auto fill this stuff in documents. So you know, you get that PDF that you have to print out, and there's a hundred little boxes for your name, your address, your phone, your birth date, etc. Well this, if you have your personal information already saved in there, you can just fill out these documents without having to print them out. You can sign them, you can pick the little pen icon, you can create a signature with a stylus or your finger, you can actually sign your name then you can save send that document and it has your actual real signature on it and the person at the other end can just print it out and you didn't have to print anything so this is great if you're either on the fly you don't have a printer at home whatever adobe fill-in sign i'm getting to like it oh and then oh, i feel like all of these i want to be like oh wait no this is my favorite app this one came into my life too late and i'm glad to have it now but God, what I would have done for this app when I first started college. This is Mendeley. M-E-N-D-E-L-E-Y. At least I think that's how you say it. Mendeley. Mendeley. This is, (laughs) this is the, this is going to save your butt when you're writing any kind of paper where you have citations, multiple sources, and you need to make sure that your citations are correct based on the style that your discipline requires. So for nursing, we use APA style from the American Psychological Association And anyone who is in nursing school or has gone through nursing school knows they don't mess around. They want every period, parentheses, and italics appropriate to whatever that particular source is. And it's different for everything. So uh, journals, books, videos, lectures, etc. You have to know how to cite these things. And it can become so overwhelming so quickly. You've got papers. Did I cite this? Did I not cite this? Did I put a citation in and put it on the bibliography? Like it can make your head explode when you're working with a lot of information. So Mendeley is the solution for that. The caveat I have for this app is that it does take a while to figure out exactly how to use it and there and I'll I'll get to this in a second but there are other desktop extensions that you have to kind of set up the first time and they were a little confusing to me but I was able to figure it out with the help of YouTube tutorials and the amount of work that I had to put in to figure out how to use this app was more than paid back by the amount of time it saved me when writing research papers. What I'm allowed to do is with my extension in my Google Chrome browser. Say I'm searching my library's data, my school's library database and I find articles that I want to save. Instead of writing that stuff down or copying and pasting it, which can get really tedious with a lot of information, I can just click the button in my browser and it saves this information to Mendeley. It'll pull up an entry. It'll say, is this information correct? I can change things like if I want to add the volume number or the publisher or edit the authors or whatever, I can edit it, save it, sort it into a folder based on the project or the paper. Then, then, this is the kicker. When I'm pulling up Microsoft Word and I'm typing up my paper and I wanna cite this particular article, like um, there's a hospital acquired pneumonia in non-ventilated patients. I wanna cite this article. In my Word document, I can click a button and it will insert it'll give me a little pop-up. I choose the article that I want to cite and it will insert the appropriate citation with the periods and the commas and the numbers and the everything in the right place. It is fucking genius. Then if that wasn't enough to make all of the hassle of setting it up worth it, then you can go into your last page. You want to set up a bibliography and you click a button and it gives you the bibliography entry, just pops it right in there. And the caveat that I will say, anytime you use anything that makes these entries for you, you are still responsible for the accuracy and the fact that it's being copied correctly into your paper. So be careful with these because you want to make sure that you're actually learning how to do the citation. I mean, I'm to the point now where if I needed to cite a journal entry, I could do it without looking. But I still look because you never know when your memory is going to fail you yeah, because it's a lot of information. With that careful review in mind, this is so great because I at one point had like 30 articles that I may or may not have cited. And instead of keeping track on paper, I was just clicking buttons and it was so pain-free and I had no problem. I had great grades and comments from my teachers about how great my citations were. At any point in your time in school, you don't get this, you are just being silly. So get this, watch some YouTube videos, figure out how to use it, and then be so glad that you figured it out because it'll pay off. Next. Next we got Pocket which is also I believe through Google and literally all this is is it's kind of like Google Keep except rather than me saving my notes and data I can save links from the internet so things that I want to read later stuff that I want to be able to you know to cite that's just like a Vice article or YouTube or from whatever website. I can also see, you know, recommended things, um, recommended articles based on what I've saved. I don't really know any people that are on Pocket, but you can like link up to friends and see what other stuff they recommend and read their stuff so it's pretty cool but I mainly have it to save links that I think I might want in the future and it's nice because it'll show up with a little photo or some kind of icon so it's not just text. So it's really easy to look at that and be like, oh yeah that's that article I wanted to read. That's a great one. Trello. Trello is a new one for me and I'm gonna try to utilize it this semester but um, it's similar to Google Keep in that it's kind of like you can have post-it notes. Um, Share them, edit them, include photos, text, whatever. But unlike Google Keep, you can like nest different post-its or topics underneath other headings. You know, I can add a note and, you know, then make another board and put some notes under there. I can, you know, share this information with the people in my group that I'll be working with and we can all kind of share this information and organize things and move them around as they need to be uh, moved. So I'm looking forward to using that. I think that'll be great. Grammarly is just, it's on, on the phone, it's a keyboard. Um, And on my desktop, it's a browser extension. Grammarly basically is just, it's kind of like spell check, but for everything you could possibly type. So if you're in an email, Facebook messenger, a text message, whatever, it'll correct your spelling and grammar as you go so that you don't look like a dumbass for sending some stupid spelling of a really simple word. It's all happened to, you know, it's happened to all of us. This is a great app. We've got five left. So this is called Flow Timer. And really this is just a, uh, you know, there's a lot of different apps that kind of focus on the Pomodoro technique, which is that you set a timer, you work really intently on whatever the task at hand is for the amount of time that's on the timer. When the timer goes off, you get a break that break is also timed. When that break is over, you go back to work. So you do this kind of in whatever durations work best for you. But the thought is, is that if you focus and then take a break, get up, move, stretch, then come back, that you're going to be more productive than if you try to sit for hours on end and get restless and distracted, and then you give up altogether. So I will probably utilize this timer a little bit more. Usually I've just done it with my regular phone timer, but I like being able to just click a button and it'll be like, do you want to do a five minute break or a 15 minute break? And I can just click a button. If I pay for the premium version, which I think is only like three bucks, you can choose to keep your phone screen from locking up so you can see the timer. It'll you know, change the the alarm that goes off, you can change kind of some of the themes and colors. It'll, you know, keep track of your daily goals and th- those sorts of things. So that's a pretty cool little app. There's a flashcards app. It's just called Flashcards on iOS. There are other equivalents on Android. Basically, you can just make digital flashcards. It's really great when you're in a situation where it's maybe not ideal to have actual flashcards out, but like with actual flashcards, part of the pain of them is that you actually have to make them. I'll talk in my next episode about nursing apps, about some of the things that I use for flashcards for nursing. You do have to pay, I think, a couple bucks for this app if you want to be able to make more than just one or two decks. So that's kind of a bummer, but I think it's pretty cheap. Next, I have Canvas, which is actually the online, uh, the iOS app that I use to access my classrooms online. I can use it to get to my competence testing for work as well as class stuff since I work for the institution where I go to school and that's actually really great because then say I have just like a short little competency quiz that I have to do I can do it without having to log on to my desktop or my laptop. And then the last two are just iOS apps. I'm sure there are equivalents on Android. It's my voice memo app which I can use to record lectures, record little notes to myself when I don't have time to write things down so like when I'm in you know like the car or I don't know just whenever I can't write things down so that's a great little thing Um, and then I can upload it to the cloud I can play it back on my phone I can play it back on earbuds whatever and then the last one that I have is the iOS reminders app which really this kind of is a duplicate function um, but I like being able to have not only little timers set for things like little reminders like hey you have to do this in an hour But also I like being able to categorize. This is maybe a little redundant, but um, instead of using Google Keep for some things, because there's so much information in there, I'll sometimes just use my reminders app for like reminders of like appointments. I have one for my upcoming um, clinical and I just like being able to click on it and see all of my upcoming uh, appointments or fairs or meetings that I have to be at just in a list you know, really concise and easy to access. Those are my 20 favorite apps, just kind of general school apps, not nursing specific. We'll get to that stick around. There's really not much else to say just to remind you that, like I said, I'm going to try to get this uh, spreadsheet up at nursinguncensored.com slash blog. That's all I got to say, guys. So um, if you like this episode, share it, give it a thumbs up. Thank you for listening and happy nursing, guys. Here at Nursing Uncensored, we may be well uncensored but we're not unfiltered protected health information has been changed and concealed to comply with hipaa the things we talk about are from years of experience with thousands of patients things we've read stories we've heard if you think we're talking about you we're not also we're real nurses here to provide helpful and accurate information But don't take anything we say as fact without doing your own research. Refer to your state's Board of Nursing, Practice Acts, and your institution's policies and procedures if you have questions about your practice. Lastly, our very strong opinions are ours alone and do not reflect those of our employers, educational, or professional institutions. Thanks for listening, and happy nursing, folks!